For my 32nd birthday, my friends and I gathered on a sunny Saturday morning for a back porch brunch. By all accounts, it was a very normal day, but I remember it well because my 32nd birthday came at the end of February 2020. The meal I shared with my friends that day was the last meal I shared with most of them for over two years. I remember that my friend Colleen brought her five-month-old twins. The next time I saw them, they were walking and talking. I remember that my friend Will made deviled eggs. I told him I loved deviled eggs and couldn't wait to eat them again at the Easter reception at church in a few weeks. There was no Easter reception that year. I remember that my friend Angela gave me a lovely bracelet as a gift. She still has not seen me wear it. I could not have known at the time that this birthday gathering would become lodged in my mind as a kind of benchmark, the before and a before and after timeline. I could not have known how precious the memories of this casual, carefree day would become, how I would long for another, even just one more like it. I often thought in the months that followed that if I had known what was to come in just a few short weeks, I would have hugged my friends tighter, thanked them more fervently, lingered with them on that back porch a little bit longer. Tonight, we're gathered to commemorate another last meal. The Last Supper was not exactly casual or carefree. Jesus' teachings had become increasingly cryptic and serious of late. And on this night, he did something he'd never done before. He washed his friends' feet. So as they lingered over their bread and wine, and as Jesus launched into one of his discourses, as we've come to call them, the disciples could feel the presence of something big looming, though they did not understand what it was. When Jesus' words and actions began to make sense to them a few hours later, their grief and regret would be powerful and overwhelming enough to make my nostalgia for my 32nd birthday seem downright trivial. That sentiment, if only I had known, can be one of the most painful in the human experience. We regret forgetting important moments when we didn't realize at the time just how important they would be. Sometimes, like the disciples, we recognize that a moment is important, but we can't quite make sense of it, and so we lose our grip on its meaning. There have been so many important moments over the last two years. We've lost friends. We've welcomed babies. We learned how to use Zoom. We learned to bake bread. We learned what is most important to us and what we are capable of enduring. As we rush to reclaim everything we missed during the pandemic, I can't help but worry that I'll forget some of these important moments. But Christ knows that this is a hard task for us, just like he knew that his disciples would betray, deny, and forget him too. 
He illustrates for his friends and for us tonight that the faith that has been passed down to us at its core is all about remembering. And the way that we remember the most important moments of our tradition and of our own life of faith is through sharing a meal. At that fateful dinner party, before the foot washing and before Judas's betrayal, Jesus and his friends were remembering the ancient story of their people's deliverance, a story that we retold tonight as well. But Jesus, in his divine wisdom, knew that the disciples would soon ache for this night, and that at times, the memory of it, as well as their devotion, would fade. And so, as one of his very last teachings, he said to them, When you break bread and drink wine together, remember me. Remember this night. Let this ordinary mundane meal be for you a sign, a sacrament to help you recall and re-enter this space so that it is never fully forgotten. Every time we share a meal with friends, a meal of any kind, it is an opportunity for us to tell our stories, to remember the love of our God, to remember what is most important to us and what we have been through most especially when we share the meal of Holy Eucharist together, we remember that Christ instituted this meal to keep us close to him, to keep us from forgetting how loved we are and what lengths he was willing to go to for our sake. And we share this meal publicly as a worshiping community so that when one of us forgets, the rest of us can tell the story and hold the memory on their behalf. In a few moments, those of us gathered here will share a Eucharistic meal. Before we do, Kate will say the Eucharistic prayer. It's a long prayer, and it has several parts, including a short summary of the history of salvation and a recitation of the words of institution, which Jesus spoke to his disciples at their last meal in Luke's Gospel and our epistle tonight. In short, it tells our story. And there's a special part of the prayer called the anamnesis. This is a Greek word. It means reminder or remembrance or reminiscence. Kate will say, recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Together, we will affirm that we remember Christ's words we remember who he is and what he did, and therefore we give thanks and offer up our lives to God. So let us enter the sacred three days of Christ's passion and death by telling our story of salvation and cherishing these memories. Let us remember the meal God's people shared before their deliverance at the Red Sea, let us remember the meal Christ shared with his disciples before his crucifixion. Let us remember the things we have learned and the people we have met and loved and lost in the last two years. Let us remember that we are loved deeply by a God who, in the midst of all our forgetfulness, never forgets us. Amen.